Hi everyone, uh, Walter Bound here. Welcome to my new podcast. It's a uh, podcast about education. I call it Liberating the Educators. Now, why do I call it Liberating the Educators? Well, I was talking to a good friend of mine at school, an art teacher, and he asked me if he had ever seen these tapestries. Um, uh, they're called uh, the Unicorn Tapestries. Uh, they're in the Met at the Cloisters, I think above uh, Columbia University in New York City. Um, and it's a series of seven tapestries uh, dating from 1495 to 1505, uh, uh, South Neverlandish, or the South Netherlands. And uh, they're a group of hunters, you know, hunting this unicorn. And one of the tapestries, uh, the a very famous one, is Google search it, is a unicorn tied to a tree, fenced in, and the unicorn seems happy. But I know I wouldn't be happy if I was a unicorn, a magical creature, tied to a tree. I need to be free. I need to do what unicorns do. Right. So I see this as a metaphor for educators. And I use the word educators and not teachers because teachers, the word in, in English doesn't have the same connotation as it does in other cultures like sensei in Japan or professor or maestro. You know, think of these words. These words conjure up, you know, magicians and people who do amazing things, transform. The word teacher, unfortunately, has come to be like, well, really, you're a teacher? Was that, you know, is, is, that, is that the only thing you could do? You couldn't do anything, so you became a teacher, which I think is, is really kind of bullshit. Um, so, but I'm using the word educator, uh, whether you're a professor or, you know, an elementary school teacher, a preschool teacher, high school teacher, like I am, I teach English and journalism. And I've been doing this for, this is my 21st year, both in, you know, high school and college. I started really teaching college. Uh, and then my wife said, you know, you really need to go back to your first love, and that's high school teaching. And I've been doing that and been happy doing that for the most part. But it's the last few years where I feel like there's this unicorn in captivity element happening to educators that are overworked, burned out, underappreciated, um, depressed and not feeling recognized either within the school, uh, within the community, and a lot of blame being thrown on educators. Um, and there are those who are trying to do an amazing job, who innovate, who change up, who go to conferences, talk to professionals, uh, do what he or she needs to do to become cutting edge. And there are those that go to school to be, you know, it's a job. Um, they might be English teachers who no longer read books. They might be music teachers who don't even perform their own music anymore. Um, and this podcast, Liberating the Educators, speaks to education reform. What can we do to make schools, to make education to transform, to modify, to expand, to contract, whatever we need to do to make America, to make the minds of America, to make the youth of tomorrow, or the youth of today and the leaders of tomorrow, but what can we do to make education something that is a field that people are motivated to go into? 
I have many friends who are teachers, and I have friends who are former administrators, and even current administrators have said, now I wouldn't want my kid to go into education. Now, why would a bunch of teachers and, and professionals who have been in this field, and who still mostly love this field, re recommend not going into education, right? Um, and my own daughters, Madeline and Nancy, see the frustration of both of their parents being teachers, and it's like, well, we see what you're going through, and while there's like so many things that seem so good, it may not be what I want to go into. And I think this is wrong. I don't blame them. I don't blame anyone for not wanting to go into education. But I want to talk in this program, in this podcast, uh, based on things that I've written and published in the past, uh, whether it's in magazines or in newspapers, or in new material, that what can we do about these sinister forces that are hunting down unicorns, who are or hunting down educators who want the best for the students, spiritually, educationally, mentally, uh, physically, in this kind of whole uh, whole uh, student education kind of thing. Um, and there are many sinister forces. Some of these sinister forces come from companies like Pearson who are there to make a lot of money, right? There are forces like Google, who with Google Classroom, which I use, and it can be very, very effective, but is it making our students any smarter, right? Um, for instance, uh, we had an Apple representative uh, many years ago, not that many years ago, but a few years ago, um, with the iPad training, and he said, you don't even need to have uh, your students write essays anymore. They can just do iMovie. Um, when I heard that, I walked out of the room, gave him the finger. I'm not sure if he saw the finger, but the finger was definitely, it might have been a two-fisted finger. Um, because think about that. You know, he's there shilling for a company, making money, and he does not care that students can write. And it's any wonder that my students struggle with writing, right? So we have companies like Pearson and these companies that are there to make money, right? and schools that give these companies a lot of money, right? And we have uh, uh, politicians who are asking schools to do this and to do that, unfunded mandates. Uh, you need to hire additional administrators to do all these other things that may not be directly related to making schools and making teachers and making students the best he or she can be. We have unions protecting really, really ineffective teachers. We have administrators who are perhaps well-meaning, but may not be truly inspirational leaders, like generals who you would follow anywhere, right? Um, and sometimes we have administrators who know policy, but, you know, do, are they really effective on the field of battle, leading, you know, uh, the soldiers up the hill, or are they better back in Washington in a, a think tank? Um, and so there are a lot of forces um, in the community. Um, lack of parent understanding or parent support, board members who may be well-meaning, serving this job voluntarily, but how much do they really know about education? So there are a lot of people perhaps who have a stake in the status quo. And we all know the status quo uh, may not may be great for the people who have this vested interest, but may not be the best at looking at how we can move education forward, how we can transform the lives of children, 
and how we can motivate teachers to become better educators and how we can motivate really, really smart people in all fields, math, science, English, music, art, to become educators to inspire the next great group of uh, the next generation of America, right? So this is my program. Um, I hope you like it. Um, give me some feedback. Um, that I am not here to teacher bash. I'm not here to administrator bash. I will probably be here to, you know, politician bash and, you know, business bash. Um, but it's not bashing. It's all based on what I've seen in the classroom and the different seminars that I've been through all throughout the state of New Jersey and in other seminars I've been in other states like Maryland and what I've seen happening with my colleagues in the classroom and the difference between what I saw in the classroom as a student, right, because I went to the same school where I teach at, which will be another program about, you know, the pros and cons, mostly the cons of only hiring from within the own system. Um, but that's another program. But I'm here just to look at everything. Everything's open. Um, yes, I'm a union member, but that doesn't mean I can't criticize unions, right? Um, and yes, I'm a taxpayer. And I also know how much money I pay in taxes, but I also know that we need to fund teachers. But we also need to make sure that we're paying teachers to do the job they've been paid to do, not, you know, sleep in class and blah, blah, blah. And don't tell me that this stuff doesn't happen because it does happen. And you just need to open your eyes. And so this program hopefully will open our eyes how we can recognize outstanding teachers, uh, keep them motivated, keep them going, keep them wanting to keep going to school because the worst thing that can happen to a teacher who is really, really working hard is to be unrecognized, um, unappreciated, underpaid. And because what happens is that you have burnout. You have people who leave who shouldn't be leaving. You have people who are staying who should not be staying, who are just waiting you know, for their time to come up. Um, so everything's on the table here. And I'm going to be looking at the research, hopefully doing some, uh, definitely doing some interviews with former teachers, current teachers, uh, administrators to see what the heck can be done to change uh, what I see the downward course in education. Um, just as a side, you know, in, in teaching AP, my scores 10 years ago, was a, the average was a 4-1, which is exceptional, right? A 4-1 out of 5. Last year, the average was a 3-3. Three, three. All right, so what's happening um, that's making students either read less, write less. There's lots of factors here. And these are the factors in liberating the educators that I will explore. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this program. If you have any tips or any story ideas that I should uh, speak about, you just send them to me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, take care. Bye-bye.